home time podcast for you guys. Last one of the week. Sorry if they're a bit delayed getting to you during the course of the week, but now you've got a load of the whole box set to binge on. Uh, before we even get into the podcast, Richie just needs to uh, share with you all what he was munching on during the final quarter of the show. <laughs> Have you ever had honey on a pizza? Never. Never had honey Revelation. on a pizza. Revelation. Absolute revelation i have had tonight and you could do this at home right you know you could you could do this ow oh i've just hit the desk i'm so passionate that about did, this that sounded like it hurt. <laughs> yeah. you could get one of those supermarket bases slather on a little bit of passata and make the most budget of pizzas at home with like a little bit of pepperoni or something like that i had pizza tomato base pepperoni on it and then it just had a few little bits of chili like you know sliced on there to give it a bit of spice and honey, the honey was a game changer. That that sweetness uh, with the heat of the chili and uh, the the slight kick of the pepper. Oh my goodness! I, I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> All right, Greg Wallace, got a bit Greg Wallace there for a second. No, Bush. I'll tell you what I feel like. You know, sometimes you got teachers when you were at school who uh, they'd give out a detention, but they they like to jazz the detention up. So they'd say, right, I want you to stay behind for twenty minutes and write uh, five hundred words on uh, the inside of a tennis ball or something. I, yeah, yeah. I could, I could, I could stand in Speaker's Corner in in Hyde Park and talk for half an hour about honey on pizza. <laughs> I might have to give it a go. Is it squeezy honey then, or or honey that you might put a spoon in and, and lop out, and it takes ages? Well, this was prepared in some kind of takeaway joint, so I don't know what they've used. But if it were me. If it were me, I'd go. I'd go expensive. I'd use manuka honey because oh, then I'd word. tell myself that I'm having a pizza, but I'm helping my immune system as well. <laughs> Win-win. Hope you're winning so far this Friday afternoon. I feel like I'm winning today. Uh, the dishwasher was playing up first thing this morning, so I kind of knelt down beside it, caressed it a little bit, pressed a couple of buttons, did a manoeuvre that I've kind of worked out for getting it going again. And hey, presto, it's working fine now. So I'm, I'm kind of cock-a-hoop. I'm winning. I skipped off down the road with a very similar feeling today, Bush, because Tumble Dryer had gone earlier in the week, uh, but I have kept a little piece of paper folded by my uh, bedside table from when the fella came round to fix it last time round, and I'd watched the little code that he'd put in to reboot the motherboard. I tried oh. it myself, leant down by the machine, and it was tumbling and drying away as I walked to the train station today. It's a wonderful feeling. That's a fantastic thing. A hard reset of an electrical item like that is superb. I, we talked about this a little bit earlier on. Richie and I are in agreement, and I feel like this is not a stretch. We feel like we're in agreement that we have an innate ability to communicate with these inanimate objects. You know, you like get a horse whisperer. Well, I think Richie might be the tumble dryer whisperer, and I'm the uh, dishwasher's whisperer. Maybe you have an innate skill with an item in your household, like you're the only one that knows how to get it going again. What are you the whisperer of? Caressing devices to get Wi-Fi working is uh, something that uh, Alex... <laughs> I, I don't believe that it's Alex's caress that is, is, is getting this going, but this is what this gentleman is actually claiming here, which which is, uh, sounds quite extrovert. I, I think it's the way he turns the devices on and off again that seems to clear the system and get it to work. He's just got the knack. Uh, Joe says she's got the locking the patio doors whisperer down pat. Uh, no one else seems to have the knack. It's really not that difficult, but requires a certain pressure and key turn simultaneously that the idiots in my house can't fathom. Ross uh, is in Bracknell. Uh, tell us, what do you whisper, Ross? It's the gas hob. It's the back left ring. When my wife tries to ignite it, it never ignites. But when I come along and ignite it, it ignites straight away. 
Fantastic. What a skill. Uh, we have to be careful with your nickname. We don't want to call you the Ring Whisperer, give people the wrong idea. So <laughs> can you be the Gas no, Whisperer? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess that works. Now, obviously, this must, bring, uh, this must bring great satisfaction to you, Ross. How frustrating is it for others in your household that it's only you that can do it? And do you dine out on this skill? Um, a little bit. Yeah, it's quite frustrating for my wife. Because um, when I come and do it, she's like, every time, she's like, what on earth? If you were to do a, a YouTube internet demonstration for other people who can't get their back left uh, gas ring hob working, any tips? What what would be the bits of information you would impart? I think there's a little way you have to sort of turn the knob and hold it in for a, a certain amount of few seconds. And that seems to be the way you do it. <laughs> there are so many things one could say next, but uh, I think it would be best to move on swiftly. Yeah, I, 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 think, I know, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear thank you Ross Hide V she says I believe I'm the wine bottle whisperer I can open any bottle of wine in many many different ways very handy uh, Bex says I'm the combi boiler whisperer when it has a fit and I go and fiddle with its knobs and butters then boom hot water again that is a particularly that's one that you really should feel quite proud about I think if you can keep a boiler going and, a, uh, and a, it, it means a plumber's still sat at home then uh, Good on you, Bex. There's a lot of savings going on here. Wayne says, I'm the box whisperer. I am the one that gets the TV sticks, Chromecasts and smart TVs to do the stuff that they should. Richard in Huddersfield says, I am the Wi-Fi whisperer. I mean, it's a great name. Anything that works with the (laughs) Wi-Fi, phones, TVs, laptops, SkyGo, just come to me. Do I thought you were going to say wife then. I thought we might have a problem with him, but fine, he's behaved himself. (laughs) Uh, we're after your weekend hijinks right now. Well, weekend cliffhangers, that's what we call them. What drama have you got going on Saturday or Sunday that means that we'll want to touch base with you on Monday's show uh, to find out how it all played out. Your weekend cliffhangers. 8 or 15 for your texts and your tweets, please, at Absolute Radio. Bush, anything going on uh, in your life this weekend that's uh, a bit drama- uh, dramatic? I'm worried, actually. I'm a little bit nervous because I've been doing a bit of, like, base-level DIY and putting up. But the thing that I'm supposed to be doing this weekend uh, involves an element of jeopardy, hazard and danger. A little bit like the opening 10 minutes of Casualty, right? Mm -hmm. I've I've got to drill in and put up a bedside light into the wall, either side of where Katie and I sleep. But it's above where the plugs are. Now, I don't know much about... um, you know, electrics and stuff like that. I'm no sparky, but I'm sure I read somewhere that you're not supposed to do any drilling directly above where the plugs are, but that's where the, the lights have got to go. So I don't know what, what I'm going to do, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I'd be urging caution. It's That is not a job that I would consider taking in a month of Sundays. But can't you get these things? I'm sure... When, what, when called I was electricians? Seven... <laughs> yeah, well, my dad had this thing, right? It was like a special... It looked like something you might stun some, someone with in Battlestar Galactica, but it did a noise when he was near wires. I don't know any other details than that, but I think I might need to get one of them. Or an electrician. <laughs> True. <laughs> this, yeah, my yeah, word. This, is, this really, really is not something that I, I would urge you caution on this one. That, but that is a weekend cliffhanger. The cliffhanger is, will he fuse the whole house? <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't wait for Monday's show already. Uh, this tweet here from uh, someone called Rate My Sausage on, uh, on on Twitter. A lot going on there. Uh, says, I've got to sort out our tomato seedlings. They're very leggy. Look, one person's drama is another person's soap opera. We do, we do want to find out what's going on in your life this weekend that uh, means we'll want to touch back in on, uh, on Monday's show. I will get back in touch with Mr Sausage and uh, mm. see how his seedlings go over the weekend. Bush, I'm having a chimney breast removed. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This this is something that goes right up through the middle of the house. Um, And once upon a time was a chimney breast. It turns out it's it's pretty much holding the house up right now. So the drama is, will it be removed with the whole house still standing come Sunday? I'm getting vibes of Lisa Riley and you being framed here with uh, a dusty builder with a sledgehammer hitting that and the whole thing comes down. Let's hope that's not the case. (laughs) Please, let it not be. I just want to chase this for one second here because there's quite a few people coming in with advice for Bush. Uh, Mark is one of them. Uh, You've got something for him, Mark? I have, because I've used the very thing he was talking about. Right, what what, what, what does he need? It's uh, it's called a, a magic cable finder, and you basically, like he said, you you, you you literally turn it on, wave it over an area where you think it might be a cable, and it beeps and squeaks at you. Come on, this sounds a bit fairy godmother. If I walk into Wix and ask for a, a, a magic cable finder, they're going to laugh me out of there. Sounds like something from a pantomime. Ah, oh, through the magic bit in just for you. But no, it's called a cable finder. <laughs> I've used it before. <laughs> uh, now, in what context do you use it, Mark? Are you are you in the trade or uh, are you just handy? No, I am a keen DIYer. <laughs> that is all. Okay, so I'm unwilling to give it a go. I kind of like the idea of the whole um, U-boat uh, sonar submarine type thing. Do I have earphones that I can plug into it, like I'm in that movie, The Lives of Others, when I'm like tuning into the frequency? No, you can't be that lucky. Now, <laughs> now listen. Much, it's not that much fun. <laughs> I, I, I speak to both of you here, all right? Bush, you're, you're, you're taking this on this weekend. Uh, Mark, you're, you're keen like Bush's. I have to, for the other side of things, read out this text from Big Marv in Bournemouth. Oh. Do not drill directly above any plugs. Electricians may have run their cables up the wall as by BS7671 standards. <laughs> I think Big Marv needs to keep his nose out of other people's business and just let us uh, DIY men get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Huh? I've tried. It depends. They could go above the plug, but then not go all the way up the wall. Mark, don't encourage him. Oh, what? Come on, Mark, <laughs> don't change the story now. <laughs> Cheers, fella. You take care. Okay, no problem at all. Oh, we've had a really interesting text into the show uh, about a farmyard-based weekend cliffhanger uh, from a couple. So we've just given them a call back. We've got Steve on the line now. Steve, tell us what's going on in your place. Oh, uh, I don't know. My wife... <laughs> what does she do? She, um... oh, I don't know. Can I put my wife on? Cause... Yeah, of course you can. We'll speak to Tina, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um... <laughs> Hello. Hey, Tina. Tina, I think we know who wears the trousers in your relationship. I was just cutting wood. <laughs> oh, well, you will. There you go. Well, absolutely. Um, now, the, our drama this, this weekend, this afternoon, um, our um, cockerel got attacked by one of our chickens. So we've got to find him a new home, a new house for him. Um, somehow this afternoon or tomorrow because he can't live inside the house. <laughs> I didn't think that cockerels and chickens fought. I thought they did other stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, normally, but they did, uh, one of the girls decided that she didn't like him and attacked him and 
bought blood, basically. Wow, there's 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 big uh, well. o- overtones of female empowerment going on around at your farm today, from start <laughs> to finish. That's for sure. And what's the name of this cockerel, and and how's he getting on? Is he doing Jake. all right? Um, we've given him a bath, we've cleaned him up, and um, he's in a box. And oh. um, the girl, she's called Parsley, and she's she's um, she's evil, and she's in the house in her house at the moment. Well, you could say that uh, uh, it was not a very sage decision of Jake to uh, cross oh, Parsley, oh, was it? Jesus. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite awful. Sorry. <laughs> so, so if anyone's listening right now and needs a cockerel, is Jake available for a free transfer? Oh, no, no, no. We'll keep Jake. We'll, we'll happily get rid of Parsley because she's quite vicious. But um, no, Sage, oh. Sage is... Um, uh, we'll keep Jake because Jake's lovely. I see. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. Well. This is like a, some kind of cockerel chicken soap opera. That I'm not sure I'm following the storyline, but we will call you on Monday's show to find out whether Jake is still recovering, whether he's still cocking in the morning, and um, whether he's got a new home. Yes, OK, yes, that's fine. Is, is that the technical term for what cockerels do that Richie's just used there? I have... <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably. Um, oh, I, I don't know. He, he's more like a squeaky toy. A toy. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> right. Oh man. Okay, Tina. We, we will be in touch on on Monday's show. Okay. Janine's hanging on. Janine, what's going on this weekend? Oh, I'm gonna attempt to make a, a mini diorama of decorated eggs of the Spice Girls. <laughs> wow. Uh, you might need to yeah. do a bit of clarification here. Diorama, isn't that that thing you get if you have uh, got the two bob bits and you need to get more um, <laughs> rehydrated and stuff like that? Um, that might be before my time up. <laughs> Come back at you. What is a diorama? diorama. What is one? I've got no, I don't know. That's just the, like, a word I like to use to describe it. It's just a little scene that I'm going to make. They're going to be on stage, probably. But you're you're doing this. What you're decorating an egg. So basically, you're decorating an egg with the Spice Girls. The, the competition is to decorate one egg. So obviously, I'm going to decorate five eggs. Okay. In the of and who set who the set the competition? Just give us some background on that. It's uh, actually my manager at work. The competition that we're going to. So obviously, I'm going to win uh, on Wednesday. That's my uh, challenge for the day. Well, we need to yeah. come back and find out about this. Uh, I can't wait to see your, your painting skills. Are you going to do um, uh, Scary Spice or in her leopard skin outfit and maybe uh, Jerry in the Union Jack uh, outfit as well? Jerry in the Union Jack. There has to be, I think. Um, I think I might have some kind of leopard print. I've definitely got a zebra print of Scary Spice, so we'll just have to see what I can find in the, in the drawers. Well, Janine, we will definitely give you a bell on Monday's show and find out how it goes. Um, you've got yourself. <laughs> you got yourself a home time uh, Tesco mobile face mask as well. There was plenty of Spice Girls merch out in the day. I don't think they ever did eggs. No, I don't think they did either. They might have missed a trick there. Uh, no doubt you've got some big plans for the weekend. Why not play a board game? As you well know, I'm a, I'm a massive board game geek. I love them. I do a little podcast each week called Bush's Board Game Thing. Uh, and we're always talking about the classics, those games that you kind of grew up playing back in the day. Th- those kind of games that have not changed at all over like 30, 40 years and beyond. Monopoly is definitely one of those games. And huge news in the gaming community uh, has come through this week that Hasbro, the makers of Monopoly, are going to make a change to the game. It's the first actual major change to the community chest card deck 
uh, in 85 years. So wow. if you remember when you play Monopoly, the community chest was like stuff that life throws at you. There's a bit of randomness in there. It's it's a blue treasure chest open is the actual symbol of it. Quite iconic. Uh, but they're going to change the uh, community chest for the first time in 85 years. Uh, ahead of what Hasbro are about to unveil, we thought we'd use this for the final hour of the Home Time show tonight. Here's the question. What typically modern life situations need to be in there for the new community chest 2021 scratch card win head to news agent pick up 25 pounds yeah and do you know what and this is what i've been doing the past couple of weeks go back down to news agent buy more scratch cards reinvest <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've been doing i think i've actually chipped in with something there that is still actually a little bit out of date but <laughs> uh, andy says sat nav sends you into a bus lane pay 50 pound fine it's modern life <laughs> kenny says uh, your social media post didn't upset anyone collect 100 pounds <laughs> it's a rarity these days uh cat's got a bit of a Boone, she says, you found a parking space at your local supermarket on Easter weekend. Collect £10 from each player. <laughs> I thought it was about to be you found a, you found a parking space outside your own house. Uh, that could be one these days. Tom says, uh, voucher for retailer has expired. You have to Ooh. use cash instead. Pay £50. Uh, Max Doom says on Twitter, accidentally replying to all to a work email. <laughs> Lose two turns. <laughs> A little bit of business we should uh, take care of uh, from this morning's show. Have a listen to this. And, uh, well, we need to chat about this. This was from their feature that they do uh, called Ask Breakfast Anything. Have a listen. Morning, team. Who's your favourite, Bush or Richie? Ooh. Oh. That's a horrible question. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to... It's a horrible question. Both two of the wildly lovable people I've ever met in my life. Mm, However... I'm going to go with Bush, and the reason for that okay. is the constant threat of violence that he poses. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to so go for Bush purely out of fear. I'd say I've worked more frequently with Richie Firth, yeah. so on that basis, uh, Andy Bush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Two for Bush. Okay, no, Matt and Emma, no, are we going to even I, things up? Or? No, yes, Richie, firm, firmly in the Richie camp. I've, I went to his <sighs> wedding. He's a very oh, okay. lovely man. I've known him for years. He's a lovely man. Emma Jones. I, I'm terrified of a Bush death threat, but I've worked with Richie for longer, so I'm going to go with Richie. OK, so it's two apiece in the who do we prefer, Bush Both or Richie. Both <laughs> I, I really don't know how to react to this. I mean, A, I don't know how you feel for picking up votes just because they're scared of you. Um, but the flip side is, like, I feel like I've only picked up my two votes because I was already losing 2-0. I'll never know if they weren't pity votes. Well, do you know what? You give Dyson a chicken and chips at your wedding and he'll vote for your left, right and centre. <laughs> He's easily bought off, isn't he? Unbelievable. Free day out for Dyson. He's straight in there. Glenn soiled his ballot paper. That's the only reason I got his vote. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Do you know what? You mentioned something at the beginning of the podcast. I'm still talking about honey. Um, don't you think that squeezy honey has been one of the greatest inventions of the last 20 years? Because when we were kids, honey was just in a... You're talking like Rupert the Bear and like having to get a spoon out of a jar. Squeezy honey. I, I know plastic's not as good for the... Uh, I know plastic isn't good for the oceans, but, you know, squeezy honey's great. Swings and roundabouts. Now, you see, my, my father-in-law is a beekeeper. He does beekeeping. So he will send us down like proper Northumberland honey in a jam jar. But it's, it's you know, it's a slow game. You, when you get a spoon of it in there, you have to hang it over the top and it takes a while to drop 
on top of your toast and spread it. Squeezy honey, whack it straight in there. If you're having a bit of cereal or, or fresh yogurt or whatever, squeezy honey, here's whack another, it straight in there. Here's another thing for my campaign about honey on pizzas. If you're having local Northumberland honey on your homemade pizza, for example, having yep. local honey wards off um, hay fever. Yes, because you're you're ingesting the pollen from the local areas. Correct. So when I go up north, I'm immune. Go up north. <laughs> go up north. <laughs> have honey on your pizza. Don't have runny eyes. <laughs>